I'm Dan Hebert, Financial Planning Program Director and Advisor to the Financial Planning Club here at MSU. And welcome to the Mad Money Talk podcast, podcast by students for students, helping you make the best choices you can with your money while you're still in school and also when you're getting started in your career. Topics will range from how to save money, how to invest, how to understand your benefits once you've entered your careers. And it's all in a fun environment. As you listen to each episode, jot down at least one thing you can apply today to make a difference in your money. Now, on with the show. All right, greetings, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Mad Money Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Hebert, and we've got a special treat here today. We've got Ben and Jared, uh, and I'm going to just let Austin take it away, Austin. I think these are your good contacts and networks, and you got the floor, so take it away. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Like Dan said, my name is Austin Dykey, and we got a really good treat for you guys. We got the opportunity to talk to Jared Sebesta and Ben Tages. These are two men from my hometown that I've been able to listen to. They both co-host a podcast called Retire Repurposed, based out of Tages Financial Group in Wilmer, Minnesota. Uh, Jared, Ben, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to talk to us. How are you guys doing today? Doing phenomenal. I appreciate the time you're taking to do this and uh, in the introduction. So appreciate that, Austin. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yes. So I could sit here and you guys have a pretty uh, impressive resume and a lot of life experience. And I could sit here and tell everybody about that for hours, but I don't want to miss anything. So could you guys just give us a little brief explanation about yourself? And uh, can you kind of explain the brand Retire Repurposed? Yeah, so I'll just just start out by um, just introducing who I am. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm from this area, from Wilmer, Minnesota area. So I actually now work here um, as a financial advisor. So, um, you know, that's under the brand Tatious Financial Group. And that's where, you know, I would say most of my time is spent still. Um, but over the last few years, um, after bringing Jared onto our team, um, kind of moved into uh, the space of, um, you know, we're, we're, we've branded retire repurposed and, um, that entity is, is owned by myself and Jared. And I got to tell you that that's probably the most fun I'm having right now. I mean, I still love, um, working with clients on a daily basis, but when Jared and I get to create and work on content and things that help, um, not only retirees, but, uh, people of all ages, you know, about living with purpose, about, um, you know, there's so much that I think um, when I started my business in the financial world that I, I want to share with people. And I think this has been a, an outlet for that. So that's kind of who I am right now and um, kind of what, what I'm excited about doing. Yeah, definitely. Um, ben brought me on the team uh, just over eight years ago, 2014. My background is actually in, in media. I was in television news. I was a TV weatherman back in the day. So I have a kind of a, I don't know, um, not a real typical background for somebody in this space. Uh, yeah, let's not actually put it this advisor. way. We, we, we probably should never hire Jared, honestly. Right, Jared? <laughs> they're, they're still kind of wondering if that was the right decision eight years later. But yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Ben and our team, you know, they're the experts, you know, my job is just to really make sure that people know who we are. And so that's kind of how I align myself in the company and am able to use a lot of my background in media to bring this message to people. But, you know, 
you know, is retirement, you know, the thing that I'm passionate about, maybe not necessarily, but I'm very passionate about um, spreading a message that's very um, relevant. And this idea of purpose is great. And I think it's, I think it's, I think it's a great differentiator, A, but B, it's just totally needed and necessary. So yeah, we spent a lot of time um, talking about the non-financials of retirement, which is ironic because we're a retirement planning firm. So I think that that makes us very unique um, in a lot of ways. And it's a conversation that we wish uh, would happen more. And we think it's very necessary. So um, yeah, that's what we do. We're, we're retirement planners. We do it very, very well. But I think that we really, really understand the life side and bring that into our business and um, you know, bring a ton of value to our clients. Yeah. So what does what does looking becoming repurposed into retirement look like with your guys' brand? Uh so yeah, I'll handle that. I, I think um I'll handle that best by just um man, I, I think telling the story a little bit about how the brand got started, um, guys, is um I met with a client who uh on paper, who when I looked at the spreadsheets, when I looked at the numbers was very ready to retire. Um, he was uh, about age 62, came in to see me. Um, and I remember him saying, you know, I want, to, want you to plan for me to see if I can retire at age 65. And I took the information and like many people today, some people just don't prepare at all. Some people are actually over-prepared. We can talk, talk about that later, about how people actually have a harder time spending their wealth than anything. But this, this is one of those guys. He was a, a career saver. He just had uh, significant assets, and he was still doubting if he could retire. And I actually put some numbers together and built the spreadsheets and the full financial plan. And um, he came back into our office and uh, shared with me that, uh, or I shared with him that he could not only retire at 65, he could actually retire right now. And that's exactly what he did. Surprisingly, um, he, he just quit cold turkey. Uh, it was He gave his two-week notice, he was done. And I think what, what, what happened after that, what transpired over the next three months looked, um, I mean, it was the perfect storm of things that we tried to get retirees to think about today that I didn't back then. Uh, these are things that we cover with, um, you know, like, like you've, if you've heard from our podcast about having purpose, um, making sure you understand how dangerous isolation is. We were talking about that right before we got on the show today, um, that we understand how, what, what role community plays, um, the guardrails that our work gave us. I mean, our work is not a bad thing. Um, and, and that's um, a key component in, in becoming repurposed in retirement. Um, to kind of finish this guy's story, um, that three months, when he came in to see me, it was as if he had aged three years. And I'm not, I'm not exag exaggerating. He moved slower. He thought slower. His Everything about him was not the guy that had bounced into my office excited to retire. And what, what we learned is that he had almost everything um, all these non-financial issues that could have went wrong did go wrong for this client, and kind of out of that, out of that experience, and just out of work uh, with Jared and talking through kind of what I was um, feeling, like I had really failed this client. Um, I gave him what what was really bad advice, and it didn't have to do with money. Financially, he was very ready to retire, um, but non-financially, he wasn't there. 
And so becoming, uh, you know, repurposed in retirement can really addresses all these parts of life that are non-financial. And by addressing them, um, the people can come out into retirement, which should be their most impactful years, coming through there looking and, and um, people are asking them, like, what's different about you? You know, they're asking them, like, you, you seem to have more energy than you did before you retired. That's becoming repurposed to me. So um, Jared, Jared's always one that'll say like, well, this is, you know, Ben, ben spends most time with the clients, et cetera. But I think um, I'd like to hear what Jared would say to that, that question too, because um, man, we have been so close on working together on all this content and um, he, he's really gotten a good hang of what it actually looks like to be re repurposed in retirement. Yeah, it's it's an interesting conversation, right? Because you can, you know, we talk about how retirement is a huge life change. And it's a massive life shift and you need to be prepared for that more than financially. But then as we talk it out, you know, we'll do podcasts and we'll talk it out and we'll say, you know, we'll kind of come to the conclusion, really, it shouldn't be this giant black and white earthquake in our life that just radically shifts a lot of things. It is a life change. Yes. But really when it comes to the life side, you know, it really should be a seamless transition into doing what you're already doing. We kind of came to that epiphany. I think last year, Ben, you know, as we just kind of worked through some of the stuff, it was like, if you're going to be repurposed in retirement, you have to be living with purpose before you're retired. Uh, ben has always said, you know, if you're unhappy while working, you're going to be unhappy in retirement. There's not this there's not this, you're not a different person. You know, if you didn't like traveling before retirement, you're probably not going to like traveling in retirement. You know, so really, again, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Yes. It's a massive life change, but what people need to understand is that it's a, it's a continuation of what you're already doing. You're just removing work out of the equation or paid or even just paid work. Cause a lot of people may continue to work. And again, we don't even like using the word work because work has such a bad name. We talk about adding value. When you're working, you're adding value. You're getting paid for it. But even though once you retire, you still have to add value. You still have to have structure. You still have to have guardrails. We just did an entire mini series on our podcast just about, you know, the the template of each uh, day and the template plate of each week and, and how there's these rhythms that we have in our life. And those rhythms shouldn't go away. And so it really is just, it's just the removal of work, which really, again, does cause a cataclysmic shift in a lot of people, but really it should be this seamless transition where I'm just not working for money anymore. It's just, that's, that's basically the biggest thing, but it, it, it's a real struggle. So again, it is a big shift. It shouldn't be, but it starts with really trying to get at the people before they retire. Again, we need to be, have fine joy. We need to be living in alignment with how God created us before retirement. And then once we retire, it's just a continuation. It's just the next season. So we kind of, it kind of sounds like we're talking on both sides of our mouth. We're not, but it's really trying to encourage people that, you know, retirement, if, if you're, if you're unhappy now, retirement's not going to save you. It, it, very few people do we know that they retire and all of a sudden they have all this newfound joy. They may have less stress. They may see family more. They may travel more. They may be able to relax more, but really it's about, it, it's really a deeper side of life. It almost seems like as I'm talking it out, retirement is the thing that showcases all those things that maybe aren't right in your life before retirement. So there's many facets of repurpose. It's not just the continuation of our finding purpose in retirement. It's really this 
continuation of living a really fulfilling life that starts hopefully before um, retirement. So it's a very dynamic concept and that stretches far beyond, you know, just volunteering a little bit. So I think a lot of people, they hear a message like, oh, you're going to encourage us to, you know, maybe volunteer and join a board. Well, that may or may not be the case, but I think, I think there's a, there's really something um, um, deeper to this to really have a fulfilling life all the way through the end, not just before working or, or post-retirement. Yeah, and you're as you're talking about work, Jared. I'm, I'm again. I mean, Austin, um, you're a student, right? You're not in. You're not actively working today, okay? Yeah. Um, Daniel's us on the line, of course. Um, you know, the host, Daniel. You're working, obviously, but um, I often like to ask people, it's like, what's what's the worst part of your your day job, right? What's the worst part of your your job, and then what's the best? And most people, as they're gearing up, getting ready for retirement they'll start listing off all these great things about their job. And I start thinking, okay, remember, you're going to miss some of that. Your job gave you certain things that, um, you know, purpose, uh, the ability to use your God-given skills and talents to make a difference in people's lives. And whether or not you're a person of faith or not, I mean, what, how I look at it is you're created a certain unique way. You're different than the person sitting by you. That's for a reason. There's things that you're made to do. And guess what? You're only going to find real good value when you use that work to impact your community or the people right by you. So again, there's things that you will miss from your uh, work when you retire. And when we're all about repurposing people into finding the new thing, right? What's the new thing that you can use all those talents, those abilities and skills um, to, to impact people. So that I think is in a nutshell, how we look at what, what a real repurposed retirement should, should be. Yeah. You look at it and you can think retirement is so opposite of college, but yet in the same way, they are so similar heading into retirement. You're leaving a career where you maybe found your purpose beforehand and you're leaving it into a new stage of life where us students in college, we are in the same place of kind of rest. We're studying and everything. But we're also looking at it as we're preparing for a career that we would hopefully find purpose in. And that's kind of where I was at when I stumbled upon your podcast. Heading into our uh, our class right now, we kind of headed into college in isolation with the quarantines going on. And it really puts you in a place of, I'm not able to talk to people. And you really just lost all your skills and your your talents that you were given. So when I listened to your podcast, I took an inventory on my life. What am I doing right now? I figured I'll go to school and then I'll just kind of sit in autopilot and then I'll head into my career and I'll be good. But then I listened to your podcast and I just replaced the word retirement with becoming repurposed in college. What can I do? What am I good at? Is that leadership, charismatic, communication? Maybe I'm not good at that things, arts, whatever that is. And I started implementing myself into groups and really just I like to take inventory of what I'm good at. And as I did that, I still had, I never had like a, a major change within trying to go into a different career. But as I did that, it really funneled me down into what am I good at and how can I start serving my purpose now? Where I feel like college students, they often think, okay, we're going to do the college things and then we'll find our purpose later. What would you guys say to a college student that's looking, taking inventory on their life, kind of looking at it and they're like, I don't know if I really serve a purpose or I think I'm going to find my purpose in my career. I know Ben, in your book, you talk about the showroom effect. And I saw that and I was like, oh, that's my financial planning career. That's my, that's my showroom. And like, how would you, what would you educate those students on? Oh, it's such a good question. 
Awesome. I mean, that that is such a great question. So um, in every stage of life, we should have purpose and, and we should never base it on, um, you know, our, like our true life's purpose on a career or our college or, um, you, you know, I, that that's so good. Jared, you you speak to a lot of younger groups and I think I know how you'd answer this. And I think you'd answer it better than me. Um, so I, I'm, I'm going to defer to Jared first, but I'm going to compliment you, Austin, on that question, because I, I, I see it. Um, you know, I can see that um, the hard parts of what society has been through in the last couple of years. And we, you know, I always like to say, hey, it's hit the it's hit the aged group the worst, right? So the isolation, you know, we we can't, you know, for older people. I mean, and and the health stuff is much more significant for older people. I mean, they were the people that should have been concerned from the very, very beginning with what was going on. But what has come out of that, um, you know, it is it's everybody. Everybody's kind of become pulled away from others and kind of almost afraid of others. There's this isolation and this. Um, division too. So um, for a college kid today, um, you know, my, my quick message would be, um, don't think that you, you know, um, even your full career, what, what that's going to be. I think one of the worst things we do to kids today is we're like, hey, by the way, now I got to go get a bunch of debt at school, which I did too, for some degree that I think I like, but I, I don't even know what life's all about yet. And you got to make that huge decision as a height. My, I got a 17 year old daughter, She's looking at colleges right now, and she has to decide where she's going to spend all this money and get an education, and she isn't even sure 100% that's where she's going to be, right? So I, I think, um, man, I, I think being a parent's hard today, um, but I would, I would tell you being a kid, being a, and I'm going to say a, a, a young person, a, a college student, um, a teenager, that's hard work today. So Jared, what, what do you think? How would you answer that question? Yeah, you know, it's it's a good question and it it um it makes me think that there really isn't that much difference like you said Austin between somebody maybe 19, 20 years old going through college and a pre-retiree. You can look at life the same way. And to me, if you're ever saying in your life, you know, one day when fill in the blank, then I'm going to be happy. Um, you know, you kind of said it Austin, you know, like, you know, someday I'm in college right now and someday when my financial career takes off, then I'm going to be happy. And then I'm going to feel this fulfillment that, that doesn't, anytime you have your source of happiness on something somewhere, um, you're kind of in the, that should pose a red flag. And we can say that about anything. You could say that about a relationship. You could say that about a shiny new toy. And, and again, in our platform, we are using that in the context of retirement. I'm working, but in five years, I'm going to retire. And when I retire, then I'm going to be happy. And again, is there anything wrong with looking forward to that? 100% no. But when you put that thing on a pedestal, whatever it is, a career, money, whatever, retirement, you're walking a real fine line. And then you can almost take it too far. We use, we use the, uh, the analogy of farmers. We deal with a lot of farmers and a lot of our clients are farmers where now all of a sudden, now they've almost put their identity in the thing, right? Now, again, is being, you know, being committed to your job and your career and even finding some shred of identity in that wrong. No, but then, you know, now you have the, the, the set of people who have now taken it almost too far where they, they can't let it go because without it, they don't even know who they are. Well, that kind of falls into a gray area as well, you know? So again, I, I, I would, I would challenge you, Austin and people listening, you know, whatever it is in your life, if you're running it, run it through the filter. Do I have to have it to be happy? Yes or no. And if the answer is yes, 
it, it, it falls into this kind of like, I would say, uneasy, shady ground. You've got to find something that fulfills you that cannot be taken away from you. Because as soon as it can be taken away from you, well, then, what, then, then, then who are you? And that, that's, that's the analogy I use, especially with farmers. If you ask a farmer, who are you? They're going to say a farmer. You ask them what their purpose is. They're going to say farming. What's your calling? I'm a farmer. I mean, that's their entire being is farming which again is a wonderful trait to have, but what if you can't farm, then who are you? And that's, a, that farmers can't even comprehend what that would feel like. So again, I, I think that that's a, that's a interesting mental exercise for everybody to go through. And when you start stumbling on the thing that cannot be taken away from you, and you can start answering that question, what is my purpose? And no matter what, it cannot be taken away from me. Then, <clears throat> then I think you're, you're getting into more of, I think you're, you're starting to answer that question more accurately. Yeah. And, and to follow up and follow up guys, your purpose will be outside of yourself. Um, it has like, to be good. You cannot have it any other way. God made you that way. So when you look at your life, your work, whatever it is, um, you will not find lasting happiness, nor a, um, a purpose that you were created for. If it's solely focused on you, I'm glad you brought up the, the book and I'm glad you took the time to read it. That that's a, a compliment, but I appreciate that Austin, but um, man, that for me, when I was a kid, it looked a lot like that dirt bike. You know, I had to have that dirt bike, that dirt bike in the showroom. And we talk about the showroom effect of whatever that is in your life is going to somehow complete you and make you happy. Uh, that could be, um, for today, maybe that's a new ice fishing uh, house that I just bought right for a while. And I did, you know, I look at it differently today. You know, I, I do those things. I'm like, yeah, it's part of fine. If it's gone, I'm Okay. Um, there's nothing wrong with having the shiny things and the fun stuff and to have a great career. Um, but when it becomes your purpose and when it becomes your, when it becomes more than what it is. And again, when it starts looking too much, like something is only going to impact me, my happiness, that's uh, that. And, and when it's something that can be taken away from you, that's a great word from Jared that um, man, that that's when we, we would throw up the caution flag and say, I don't know that you're quite there yet. Do anything there? Thanks, you guys. This has been super helpful. So one of our, our last couple podcasts, we talked about kind of the financial stuff. So how to do budgeting. And, and it seemed like in those conversations, good conversations, it started out with goals. Do you see how goals and a purpose are kind of tied together? Maybe you can speak about that if you could. Um, yeah, to some extent, I mean, you know, I look at goals, I would much rather have, um, you know, commitments, right? I'm going to do certain things, because then I will accomplish and, and make them shorter lived, right? So I'm going to commit to, you know, putting away a certain amount of money, every single paycheck, I'm going to commit to doing this, I'm going to build habits into my life. Um, Jared and I are huge fan fans of the Atomic Habits book. If any of your listeners are, are interested in a great book, Atomic Habits, James Clear is wonderful, but he talks a lot about building habits in your life um, because habits are kind of the compound interest of self-improvement. Um, and I believe, I, I think the more we can make, just become, um, do things that, um, do things that somebody, so if you're trying to build wealth and that's important, you know, I'm in that business, um, what what would a what would a somebody who what would a wealthy person make this decision on? Would they buy something just for today, or would they do something 
that will be lasting, right? Those are things that you can make little bits of incremental change right now um, and make decisions and, and make um, make those commitments versus setting a goal. It's fine. I, we'll have clients once in a while say, you know, my goal is to retire at this age. That's okay. Uh, my goal is to have so much money saved or I want to be a whatever, however many millionaire they want to be. I think that that that's okay. Um, the problem is, is there's, it's too long. It's, it's too long to wait to see if you're making progress on that. So I love having, just think about, okay, I know I want to be, I want to look a certain way. I want to have so much in my, you know, for wealth or whatever it is, or I want to, you know, make sure I'm, um, you know, having my financial um, freedom someday. There's things that people that get financial freedom do, you know, they don't have credit cards that they ring up a lot of debt. They don't have, um, they save, they don't buy junk they don't need. You know, there's a lot of those little decisions, um, tying it back to purpose. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's a little bit more difficult, but there certainly is a, is a tie in there. Jared, you want to, you want to take a stab at that? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I was, I was listening to your answer and, uh, you know, you bring up the financial goals, right? So we're in the retirement planning business. This is, you know, we, we, we're always coming up with goals, you know, what, what's a benchmark that, that a lot of people would attain to from the financial aspect. You know, a lot of people are like, you know, I want to have, and again, let's just pick a, let's just pick a number that everybody has used over the years. Let's pick a million dollars, right? So let's say, you know, you're a young, you're a young, you know, man or woman getting into the, you know, into the world of saving. You're like, I want to have a million dollars, you know? And like Ben said, I mean, that is such a, such a long-term goal, a, but, but B, I think like, I think you have to analyze like, why, like, why is a million dollars? Why is that the goal? You know what I'm saying? Because you could spend your whole life getting a million dollars and Ben would attest this. We've helped people get there. And then to what, to what extent? Okay. And, and it's almost, if you make that goal now, all of a sudden, once you get there, now you're going to be so focused on not not dipping below that. We've seen that in the last year, you know, the markets go down. And so my account balance goes from $1 million to 999,000. And now all of a sudden I can't sleep at night, you know? So it's like, now we've crossed, we, we've made this goal. You kind of made it an idol in a lot of ways. And now it's this thing, like now I'm just grasping a hold. Now it kind of owns you. And I'm like, now you've kind of made this, I would say a, a fair goal several years ago to make it, you made it. And now, now you, you got this twisted relationship with it. And that's not the point. That's not the point. So again, having goals, wonderful. But I think you always got to ask it, why? Why do I want that? Why, 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 why is it a million? Why is my goal to retire in the first place? Am I doing it because the world tells me that that's the is all end all of life? Or is it because there's something more for me? And I think, again, Ben would probably attest to this. Too many people retire just because the world has told them not only that they are supposed to retire, that they're supposed to retire at a certain age. And I think we challenge that. You know, and I've said that on in our podcast many times. I go, we're probably the most anti-retirement retirement planning firm I know of, because maybe you shouldn't retire at sixty-five. Maybe you should never never retire, especially in 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 the world's view. So again, if you have a goal, wonderful. But I think you would always self-check that, run it through the filter. Why? Why you want to retire at sixty-five? Why you want to have a million dollars in the bank? Why? And if and if it's just because, well, that's just. That's just kind of the thing. Then I would, I would just, I would reanalyze that, that goal, figure out what, why do you want a million dollars? Why do you want to retire? Cause there's gotta be something more to it. Yeah, I would agree a hundred percent. And, and to your point, Jared, I do see it every day. I meet, meet with um, hundreds of now, now thousands of people we've met with 
and I've yet to have somebody um, who made the decision to retire based on you know the social security guidelines, right? What, what full retirement age, or hey, I'm 62 now, I can retire, or not? You know, we hear all the time, but no, 62 that's when you can start taking social security. 65 is where people used to was their full retirement age. Now it's 67 and three quarters. I've actually had people come into the office say, well. I got to work a little longer now, you know, because they changed the full retirement age in social security. I'm like, what are you talking about? There's two totally different things. Right. So I would, I would go with Jared on that. If you're going to set goals, make sure there's a reason for the goals and make sure you're actually, um, um, yeah, run them through that filter of, is this best for me? Is this best for my family? And, and ultimately, um, are they getting me closer or further away from living it, to, to my purpose? Yeah. Yeah. What I'm getting from that, what we talked about last time is just be intentional with your goals. Make sure you know where you're going. And it sounds like you should use those goals to motivate you to keep going, but don't let them define who you are and where you find your purpose. Yeah. And certainly don't let them um, derail you. Right. I think sometimes people set these lofty goals and they don't hit them. And they're like, oh man, this is, uh, you know, this is, this is bad. I'm, I'm a bad person. I made a mistake. I mean, clearly things happen. Um, that's why I hate, I, I don't like annual goals or, you know, five-year goal, you know, make them incremental, make them smaller. Um, in our business, we do that. We take very short windows. Yeah. There's, um, there's things that we're gonna try to accomplish like this quarter. Um, and, and there's things we're, we're trying to do this year and there's a 10 year plan. Yeah. We've got those goals out there. Um, but these little ones better help us get to that, that spot. Yes. Good, you guys, this has been fantastic. Um, this is great information, not only about your purpose and goals and kind of tying those things together. And I think we've gotten some really good information. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so much. It sounds like we're done. Are we done? Yeah, well, we got to head into class here. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, man. I Jared and I are just getting, getting started. This is fun stuff, but uh, we do appreciate you having us on and, uh, you know, sharing a little time with us today, too. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if I'm a kid today and I'm working through college, um, I'd be listening to stuff just like you're, you're sharing because it goes beyond. Um, yeah, you, you know, you call it mad money or whatever your, your, your title is. I, it probably goes a lot. It sounds like a lot beyond um, money. And it goes it goes down to people and helping kids become better just people. And I love that. So thanks for doing it. Well, we'll work on that title, you guys, uh, you know, at our next uh, marketing rebranding meeting. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thanks. Thanks, you guys. Much appreciated a ton. You guys do great work. And uh, let's make sure we keep in touch. Well, that's our episode for today. Thank you very much for listening. Hopefully you found one thing you can apply today to make progress with your money. In future episodes, we'll introduce something called Your Blueprint which will be a way for you to capture some of the things you've learned over the episodes into a document you can refer to as you plan your way. And if you have any ideas for our team to cover, please drop us a line. We'd love to cover it for you. And if you liked our episode, again, thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast, share the podcast, or tell a friend about it, rate and review the podcast, and please stay tuned for more Mav Money Talks. Have a great day.